Welcome to the Secrets of High Demand Coaches podcast, where I interview some of the best coaches in the business to find their secrets and share them with the world. I'm Scott Ritzheimer, founder and CEO of Scale Architects, and we help founders and leaders find the right coach at the right time so they can achieve the predictable success they deserve. And a huge part of that is helping great coaches do great work that creates enormous demand for their services with way less effort. If you're a high demand coach, I'd absolutely love to share your story and expertise as well. So stick around to the end of the show and we'll reveal how you can be our next guest in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. Hello, hello, and welcome. Welcome once again to the Secrets of the High Demand Coach. And I am here with yet another high demand coach, and that is the one, the only, John Hernandez. Now, John has been a professional sales and management trainer since the mid-1980s, and he's been a leadership trainer and coach for the past several years. He's managed several firms in the consumer and professional audio and video industry throughout the Western United States. Ten years ago, John and his business partner began their own company, building it into a multi-million dollar corporation. And like many, he's experienced some epic failures during his professional career. However, he continues to learn from them and to choose to take risks. He learns from identifying his own blocks and seeing and acting upon his potential. And he's here to show us how we can do that as well. So, John, we got a chance to meet, uh, I think it was a couple months ago now, and it was a fascinating conversation. I love that we get to hit record this time uh, and share it with the world. So tell us a little bit. We've, we've got your bio here, but tell us your story. What were you doing before starting Alchemy and uh, how uh, how did it all come together? Sure. Um, well, way back. So um, when, I was, uh, when I was a small child, uh, my mother used to read to me, not the typical children's books, but things like uh, Myths from from Greece, from Egypt, uh, Thousand and One Arabian Nights. I remember well. I used to love that stuff, and even in grammar school, I was doing papers and interviewing physicists about uh, things in Egypt, pyramids, and all these things. Um, and that kind of was an underlying thread through my whole life. Um, and right along with that is I started my own business at thirteen. And uh, I started being an entrepreneur, uh, teaching drums to all the, not to the kids, but to the parents of the kids in the grammar school. <laughs> and I'd say, oh, you know what? I can make, this is fun. I'm making some money, you know, <laughs> way more than my allowance. And uh, that brought me through. Uh, and I realized that I had a, um, a natural aptitude to talking with people and being in relationship. And that started my sales career, which... Again, that thread set me into then uh, teaching sales, teaching training, managing large groups of folks, uh, large businesses. Um, and then uh, ultimately, as Alchemy would have it, I was with the corporation for 20 years. Everything was great. And uh, the universe had other plans. And within a 30-minute period, all of us uh, um, district sales managers were, were laid off. You know, the New York guy was texting me, the Chicago guy, hey, what happened? What happened? Like, we just got gone. Uh, this was just before Christmas. Um, like 10 days before Christmas, 
about 11 years ago or 12 years ago. And uh, I thought, okay, I'm done with this. I'm going to do something completely different. And then the phone calls started coming. Well, what about this? And what about, what are you guys doing? And I called my uh, friend of mine that was also laid off, same company. I said, hey, let's start a business. And we said, yeah, let's do it. And we started literally with nothing. We took any kind of product lines that we could get. Um, and we, we just went out and did it. And uh, I like to say that we've had epic successes and biblical level failures. Um, <laughs> because we continue, and to this day, to take risks on, on, on things that are so outside our comfort zone. Um, and sometimes, like I said, it's a biblical fail. It's like, whoa, what did we just do? And other times, it's like we hit on something, and we made something work. So we keep doing that and keep doing that. And uh, the alchemy work uh, that I've done, really, I started getting interested in that around, uh, shoot, almost 20 years ago now. I mean, really interested. I was always interested in it, but I decided to dive deeper and really learn. And I learned the ancient art, not a new age thing, but from legitimate alchemists. There's not many of us out there. And and it was based on a lot of things to work through these type of risks, risk management, and working on my own personal self to be able to move through these things. So that's that's how all those things threaded together. And uh, so now I'm giving it back in the form of teaching, in the form of coaching, and um, finding an, a really cool and unique way to to do the coaching work. So that that's where I'm at today. <laughs> yeah. I love that. So uh, we, we we can fast forward right to today. Now, uh, in in our industry as coaches, we've got a knack for using uh, using things, uh, fancy words like alchemy, and not meaning that they have anything to do with their original meaning. Right? We we like to use oh. analogies uh, and and metaphors, but that's not the case with you. Uh, you. When you're talking about alchemy, you're talking about literal alchemy. So. Uh, one, what is alchemy? Tell, tell us what that is. Uh, and then two, tell pull that back to, to earth for us, if you will, in a little bit. And just why does it matter, matter to busy leaders that are going out uh, and, and doing their best each and every day? Exactly. Uh, great question. And if we, um, we have four hours, right? Yes, four and a half. Okay, yeah. <laughs> um, so, so in essence, um, everyone is her, not everyone. Many have heard the analogy of turning lead into gold. Well, basically, it basically alchemy works on three levels: per, uh, physical level, um, a psychological, emotional level, and then a spiritual level. And what we're taught to do is to connect all of those all the time. So it's not always, you know, like you said, bring it back to earth. Exactly, that's one of the state. That's one of the actual tenets in alchemy is to bring it into the everyday world. And so what does that mean? That means working on all three of those levels at once. And how does that work as a coach? I like to put myself as part of a, a team because there's a million great coaches out there, and I know many of them. And some of them are really, really good with certain aspects of business. I'm, I come in to connect you to that point of where their systems begin. So there's, there's usually a gap in there. And so what does alchemy do? It basically, through modalities of imagination, uh, imagery, and things like that, it enables you to move 
through whatever's keeping you from here to here. So it's about uncovering something that you already have. Mm. That's what it is. That's the gold piece, really. So uh, talk, talk to us a little bit, because uh, one of the things I noticed that you, you, you're, you're, you have this really cool combination of being super creative and super practical all at the same time. Uh, you look at just anything that you do, and, and that's what I love uh, about your approach. Now, there's a lot of folks out there, and, and again, they're, they're going 100 miles an hour, and the idea of sitting down with a coach and imagining something or, or, or thinking of pictures feels like it's just otherworldly. But why is that such an important strategy, and, and why is it so effective? Excellent question. And yeah, I mean, there's, there's shows out there that are, again, not to put labels on it, but they, they kind of touch on it, but then it sounds too fantastical and too... Like, ugh, that's that's kind of woogie woogie, you know, what is that? Um, but no, I, I mean, scientifically, we know that, and, and there's the phrase, oh, a picture is worth a thousand words. So imagery has the ability to immediately connect the subconscious to the conscious. I'm doing this, all right, head and heart. And what that does is it gives you an emotional charge to put things into action because the... Thinking about something is one thing, but when when it's connected to the body, then it 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 becomes an action piece. So, by using once once my my uh, uh, clients and or students, I can just say, um, pull up the, the the pilgrim image or pull up this image, and immediately uh, they're they're in that moment. So where does that mean? So. Practical everyday life. I have a meeting. It's an important, critical meeting. I have the whole boardroom is there. You know, the monitor's on. All the Zoom faces are there and the in-person. Lunch is provided. And I'm now walking from my car to that boardroom, and I'm the key person. And what do I do? All of a sudden, something comes up inside of me. Maybe, you know, gosh, you know, I'm not quite prepared all the way or... Someone's going to find me out or, I mean, a million kinds of tapes start playing, maybe. And so by using this imagery and bringing up this imagery, immediately the subconscious comes online and I can move through that and be a powerful present presenter. Same with public speaking, same thing. It doesn't matter. I always say you could put two people in front of me or 10,000. It's a number. And so these, these modalities give you something in 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 the moment. It's not some long thing where I have to sit down and spend, okay, I've got two hours and I'm going to meditate and do all these. No, you know, it's is it that it can be that, but that's not it. I like to bring it into the practical world. So a moment in ready to go. Yeah. That is the question. That's fantastic. That's absolutely fantastic. Now one of the things that uh, I noticed, and, and even in some of the kind of referrals and recommendations and testimonials, was this idea of finding opportunities and challenges. Mm -hmm. uh, talk to us a little bit. Um, what, one, why is it so important? And, and how can we think of our challenges differently? Challenges, and this, this has probably been out, you know, is out there a lot. Challenges are learning, for me, learning experiences. It's not about me. If there's something that doesn't work or there's a miss, I like to put it in that way, it's not about me. I've given this uh, or my business partner or a company or employees have given it 
everything they've gotten and it wasn't the right fit. And so what did I learn about it? What, what might I do differently next time? And, and so there, each one of those is a learning experience. So whether I put the word miss or failure or however you want to frame that, these are all pieces to where I can get some new piece of information, add it to my toolbox, and then bring it online the next time. Yeah. We're going to take that a step further. What would you say is the role? Would you say that failure plays a critical role in success? Can you have one without the other? Um, it's possible. <laughs> However, I think it's going to happen at some point. Uh, I mean, if it doesn't, to me, that means I'm not taking the enough risk. Because not every risk ends in flowery success. Like I said, in my own things, I'm stuck. Still today, you know, we're taking risk and and sometimes they're they're way off and other times they're success. But without without bridging that gap, I'll never know and I can't move to the next level. And for me, it's a it's a really exciting part of it. Now, that doesn't mean that it can't be painful. That's another thing. It's like I don't you can't avoid pain. Sometimes these pieces are really painful. What happened during the whole COVID piece and you know, we we thankfully were able to hold on to our team, um, but it was a lot of relationship. It was a lot of of building and a lot of 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 being in the moment during those times, and that's it. So so not avoiding the pain, but moving through the pain, and then taking the risks and learning. Yeah. Oh, and. So what would you say, uh, because I mean, this is what you do all day, every day. What would you say if you boiled it down as some of the most important work you're doing with your clients uh, here over the last, maybe even 90 days? So my, one of my, one of my mission statements and one of my goals is if I can, if I can open up a pathway and facilitate so they get an opportunity, perhaps for the first time to, to see what their core essence is really is that lives before and below all the stuff that gets heaped onto us, you know, as children and environment and culture, religion and politics and all the things that we learn to do to survive in the world. But what's underneath that? And if, and if I can help them see that even for a nanosecond, I'm, I'm happy. Success is there. It warms my soul theirs as well. And then if we really get to work in that realm, then all these possibilities are available. And it's not just about business. Business is critical, but this this better, you know, makes you a better parent or makes you a better community member or in relationship um, and in relationship with yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So question for you here. What would you say is the biggest secret that you wish wasn't a secret at all? What's that one thing that you wish everybody watching or listening today knew? Do I have to give that up now? <laughs> okay. Um, you have everything you need. There's a there's a, a tenant in the, in the work we do that was written long long ago that says all the power that ever was or will be is here now. And what that means is that you have everything you need. And it's about believing that and knowing it and working with that. It's not about something over here. It's never about something over here. Those are just the byproducts. 
It's here. Yeah. It's connecting this and again this. When this when this bridge is connected, there's manifold possibilities. So yeah. There it is. I just gave you the secret of life. <laughs> there it is. And why That's is my... that so hard? Why why is that so hard? Because there's a lot of things that get in the way of this. A lot. And either I'm here or here, but but circulating this, as we call distillation and alchemy, continuing this work and removing whatever's in the way opens up these possibilities. And it's not it's not easy. And alchemy is called the magnum opus, which translates to the great work, because it's ongoing. It's all the time. It's constantly doing. It's not like, you know, well, I'm done now. Okay, no. Something, it's constantly doing the work. That's why it's called the great work, not the great shortcut. There are no, I've not found a shortcut yet. If anybody out there has one, please uh, email me. <laughs> um, and it doesn't have to be drudgery or painful. It can be fun at the same time, but it's about doing the work all the time and being aware of it. And that's why it's hard because a lot of folks don't want to do the work. They want somebody else to do the work for them. That doesn't work. I found anyway. <laughs> so I'm gonna, I'm gonna shift gears on you here, and, and, and I'd love to have you take off your your coach hat for a moment, your advisor hat, uh, put on your the CEO leader hat, whatever it may be. But let's focus it on you. What's the next stage of growth look like for you as a leader, and what challenges will you have to overcome to get there? Mm-hmm. Uh, another good question. So, um, all right, I'm just gonna. I'll just put it out there. So my current big work uh, for me personally is what I call working and recognizing the imposter syndrome, which is, you know, well, I can't possibly do this because that person over there is the successful one. His company is 14 billion. You know, mine's only, you know, multi-billion, whatever. And um, so... So this this is a, a thing, this is one of those dragons we call an alchemy that plays in the background all the time. So my next piece is, or my current piece, is continuing to tease that out and work on it. And by using these methods, that's that's what I'm doing. And, and what it enables me to do as a CEO is, again, the same kind of thing with all the personal things. Be a, be a better leader, a more um, empathetic leader to my team, learn how to really coach them through difficult times. Yeah, Continue to take risks and say, you know what? I have everything I need at the secret, right? I have what I need. And I noticed for me, procrastination is the big piece. That's when I become unconscious of it. And then I'll catch myself and now I just have to laugh at it and say, ah, you're sneaky, I see you coming. And yeah, I put that off to next Monday because I don't wanna do it now, because why? Because the little that imposter syndrome saying, ah, you can't possibly do it. Yeah. So the moment I recognize it, I move through it. So it's a constant piece of work for me. And by the way, uh, you might ask me if we revisit this in eight months, there might be something new. So I'm always open to whatever new piece comes out that maybe I wasn't aware of yet. Yeah. And I just want to stress on this because the the thing about imposter syndrome is it 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 always tries to isolate us, right? When you're in it, especially, you feel like you're the only one in it, and and you not only that, but you feel like everyone else sees it, but they only see it in you. 
Yeah. Right. But yeah. there, there is not a person out there and, you know, working with CEOs of hundred million and billion dollar businesses and frontline workers and friends and kids and like everybody wrestles with this in some way, shape or form. It looks different, shows up a little bit different, but anyone who's out there, I just want to stress what you said. Like anyone's out there who's feeling like that and they feel like, man, it's just me. Like if, if I get to this point, I'll arrive or I won't feel that way anymore. You don't have to get to that point. That's right. uh, and, and if you do, it's, it's not going to be all that different, you know, not with respect to this, it, like your good work, your ongoing work is so, so key. And so instead of waiting to get to that next point, find a way to be okay now. That's it. That's the crux of the work, right? Because yeah. you're, you're exactly right. You can never, you can never slay the dragon, but you can manage the dragon. And I have a great image for that too, that I use for everybody that shows that exact piece. And again, when that image comes up, immediately, ah, okay, I'm settling in. I know where I am. There's my roadmap. So that's why I, I use images a lot. Because I could talk to you, probably forget 80% of what I'm saying, but the image is going to bring you there in a moment. So, yeah. Fascinating. Fascinating. Yeah. Well, John, thank you so much for being here. Just an honor and privilege having you. Uh, absolutely love this conversation. I know it, it hit home for, for many people. For those of you who are watching and listening, you know your time and attention mean the world to us. I hope you got as much out of this conversation as I know I did, and I cannot wait to see you next time. Take care. Thank you so much. I really appreciate the time. Absolutely. Scott Ritzheimer here. Thank you so much for listening to the Secrets of High Demand Coaches podcast. If you are a successful coach, consultant, or advisor who's built a strong book of business and would like to be on the program, please visit go.scalearchitects.com. And if you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media and just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials? If you know someone who'd be a great guest, you can tag them on social media to let them know about the show. And make sure you include the hashtag high demand coaching. I love seeing your posts. I love seeing your guest suggestions. Thank you so much. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure you don't miss any of those episodes, go ahead and subscribe now. Your thumbs up, your ratings, your reviews, they go a long way to help us promote the show and they mean a lot to me and my team. If you want to know more, you can go to our website, www.scalearchitects.com, or you can follow me or the company on LinkedIn, Facebook, or Instagram. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time.